0: Hello and welcome to the C21 Podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Coming up in this episode.
1: Du bist niemand. Kein Mensch wird dich vermissen, wenn du einen Fehler machst.
0: <laughs> Michael Picard, editor of C21's Drama Quarterly magazine, is heading to Berlin not to immerse himself in the city's underground techno scene, but to find out about the latest shows being premiered at the annual Film Festival's Drama Series days. Amazon, whose German original beat, the extract you just heard, was taken from, is among those showcasing new series. And in a moment, we'll be hearing from Head of European Originals, Georgia Brown, about how the company's approaching the region. Also... You were born a
2: god. Keep going. You're small. Don't give up. Don't give up. Your voice is too soft to be heard. You will always be underestimated, overlooked, and
0: ignored. Among the titles being showcased at Berlinale is Hannah, Amazon's serialised take on the 2011 movie of the same name, co-written by David Farr. We'll be hearing from him and lead director Sarah Adina Smith. But first, a rundown of some of the news highlights from C21 Media this week. Chris Albrecht, the boss of premium US cable net Stars, is to step down in March after nearly a decade with the company. The exec who previously had stints at IMG and HBO joined Stars in 2010 to develop its pay TV operations and original programming. Lionsgate acquired the company in 2016 and Ulbricht had been due to stay on until 2020 but has now agreed with CEO John Feltheimer to step down. Star's Chief Operating Officer Jeffrey Hirsch and Programming President Kami Zlotnick will take over, working alongside Feltheimer. Kimmelot, the label launched by Brent Montgomery's Wheelhouse Entertainment and Jimmy Kimmel last year, has named CAA agent Scott Lonker as its president. Based in New York, Long has been a packaging agent in alternative TV at CAA for nearly eight years, representing unscripted production firms behind series, including The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Lip Sync Battle and The Great American Baking Show. Meanwhile, Endeavour Content expanded its reach in Europe with the hire of WDR exec Nicole Offergeld as its German-language director of TV sales. Based in Munich, she'll handle sales of scripted and non-scripted programming in Germany, Australia and German-speaking Switzerland, as well as identifying partnership opportunities. Netflix unveiled a further five Spanish originals, including a superhero comedy, teen drama and an anime adaptation. Netflix is also in production on new seasons of existing Spanish originals Las Chicas de Cable, Elite and La Casa de Papel. Finally, reports are rife that the BBC and Discovery are close to a deal on the future of UK TV. The 50-50 joint venture the US factual giant inherited through its acquisition of Scripps Networks Interactive last year. UK TV CEO Darren Charles is leaving in June with the BBC set to retain ownership of the channels including Dave, Gold and Yesterday while Discovery gets international on-demand rights to BBC Natural History content it will use to launch a new global streaming service. US factual network Smithsonian announced its launch in the UK as part of plans for international expansion. You can read more about that and the ongoing boom in non-scripted in the C21 Pro 2019 Factual Futures Report, publishing now on c21media.net, where you'll find further details on all the aforementioned stories and hundreds of others. Now, the Berlin Film Festival is underway in Germany and the drama series initiative, the events featured over the past few years, kicks off next week, with a number of international TV drama premieres, including Amazon's new take on the 2011 movie Hannah. We'll be hearing more about the company's strategy in a moment from Head of European Originals Georgia Brown and from Hannah creator David Farr and Lead Director Sarah Adina-Smith. But first, I'm joined by Michael Pickard, editor of C21's Drama Quarterly magazine, who's heading out to Berlin Berlinale to tell us more about it.
3: Hello. Hi, John.
0: So, Mike, this is the fourth year series have featured as part of this celebrated international film festival. It's fair to say the move was initially greeted with a degree of scepticism from Berlinale traditionalists. How well established a part of the event has TV now become?
3: Um, well, I think it's fair to say um, the drama series days initiative has, has, you know, firmly got a foothold now in the in the Berlinale landscape. Um, We might be on the edge of town at the Zoo Palast, um, which, if anyone knows, Berlin is um, just outside the zoo. So it's quite a friendly little place to be in. But that's our little TV enclave there. Um, But I think just looking over the past few years, we've seen um, particularly the conference program has grown in stature. Um, There's now, um, you know, this year, there's a solid two and a half days of programming with a variety of panels covering streaming platforms. Um, showrunner um, sort of thoughts and initiatives um, there's they continue to do showcases um, featuring countries from particularly Europe uh, around the world there's an Israeli panel as well this year um, and there's also a Netflix sort of round table with some of their European um, executives this year as well which I'm sure will be um, packed to the rafters so I mean certainly from from the programming point of view the conference program and also the level of series that we're seeing that are coming to Berlin for premieres. Um I think, you know, drama series days is is definitely firmly on the T V calendar now and um like film festivals around the world, TV um is is certainly sort of making its 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 place known there.
0: So what about some of the highlights of this year's event?
3: Well you we mentioned Hannah Amazon's um new spring premiere. It's interesting that Amazon seemed to have, have picked Berlin Arnie specifically as a as a launch pad each spring for the last two years. Um, two years ago they had a uh, spy drama Patriot launch, last year it was the Looming Tower, so Jeff Bridges was in town um, and Hannah this year um, so it certainly seems to be uh, a festival that Amazon have, have put on their calendar um, we also have um, a big new German-Austrian co-production uh, M, uh, A City Hunts a Murderer which is based on the classic Fritz Lang um, feature film from the 1930s um, I went on set for that in Vienna last year and there's an article on Drama Quarterly about that Um, which you can read now. Um, It looks like a very chilling authored piece from director David Schalko. Um, That'll definitely be one to watch. Um, Another um, high profile series next week will be Quicksand, which is Netflix's first Swedish original drama coming from the head writer of um, The Bridge. So that'll be um, definitely one to watch. And also um, another homegrown series, Eight Days, Um, which is from Sky Deutschland, a very um, sort of apocalyptic drama about the end of the world. So um, those are definitely going to be some of the premieres I think we'll be hearing more from, and I'll be certainly covering them for for Drama Quarterly over the next few weeks.
0: So Hannah, as you mentioned there, is among the the series featured. You paid a a visit to the set for the latest issue of DQ. That's going to be available in Berlin. So tell us a little bit more about the show and about your experience.
3: Um, Well, it was fantastic going to the set because um, when I was invited... Um, they were filming scenes from sort of episode five and six. Um, and it was quite handy for me because they were filming two corners, uh, two streets um, away from where I grew up, um, just outside London. So it was a nice little homecoming for me. Um, we ate, uh, we had lunch in the local football club. So um, it was fantastic. I could see my old primary school over the fence. So uh, it was very nice to go back there for the day. Um, and it was, uh, it was, I mean, you know, set visits varying in quality and, and what you get to see. You never get to see the big stunts, but it was nice to get a different side of you know Hannah you imagine is this big action thriller which it very much is if people know the film it's about this um, young uh, girl Hannah who's been raised in these uh, in the forest in a very sheltered environment by her um, father who's a bit of an assassin special ops kind of guy so she's been taught um, lots of survival skills um, and training you know leading up to this point. Episode one then sees her kind of venture out for the first time. And, and the story really um, much more than the film, which I think David Farr has told me and, and certainly um, has made a point of that the first episode sort of, you know, it's, it's quite similar to the, the film, the way, you know, the, the uh, Hannah leaves her father and sets out on her own. But certainly by episode two and then definitely by episode three, I think viewers are going to see a very different story now to the one um, that they saw on the big screen those years ago. David was um, telling me that you know, he, he very much wanted to, to include a bit more of the origin story of you know, who Hannah is and very much the story is a story about identity and, and Hannah finding her way in the world she travels across Europe and and meets people and and that obviously informs the actions uh, of of how she becomes to know who she is as well as the more high-paced storyline concerning the CIA operatives who are chasing her down across Europe so it's a very much a a drama of two sides and so when I was on set it was nice to see um, a different side of the story and one that I think um, will show how the series definitely differentiates from the, the film that we saw.
0: What else is uh, in the magazine that you're taking out with you to Berlin Alley?
3: So the winter issue of of DQ will be published next week in Berlin, Um, as well as the set visit feature we have on Hannah. there's a a focus on um, Belgium drama at the moment, Um, it certainly seems to be one of the creative hotbeds, um, certainly in Europe and around the world I would imagine, Um, uh, just in terms of TV drama and the types of stories they're telling, whether it's Particularly unique characters, or the way that we've seen Belgian dramas blend genres quite uh, impressively, as, and you know, there's certainly a level of risk-taking that broadcasters there are happy to, to pursue. Um, other shows we are featuring is Northern Rescue, which is a, a Canadian series that viewers will see on Netflix around the world. We also have uh, an in-focus piece on UK TV's first original drama Flack, which stars Anna Paquin as a kind of PR. Um, genius who helps all these people get out of some crazy situations. Um, so that's definitely going to be one to watch when it launches uh, later in February. And we also um, have a piece with Natalie Dormer, the, the Game of Thrones star, who talks about just how she's, um, you know, changing her career in terms of becoming more more focused behind the camera.
0: You're also chairing a session at Berlin Berlinale, I believe. So who, who's on that panel and what are the hot topics you're going to be discussing?
3: Um, yeah, so the panel I'm, I'm chairing is on Wednesday, Wednesday morning at Zoo Palast. And um, we're basically, the theme is about European drama breaking borders. So I'm going to be on stage with executives from Film Pool in Germany, Indigo Films in Italy, and flx in sweden together with louise pedersen from all three media international Um, all three are kind of involved in each of those partners in various ways Um, they're distributing quicksand which is produced by flx and as aforementioned is netflix's first swedish original so that that part of the conversation is going to be talking about how that relationship came together it's all three's first non-english language drama so there's talk there about um, that relationship and how it came to, to came to be, and also how distributors and producers are now looking overseas to either build financing or creative partnerships. It's a kind of a panel of two halves because in the second half we'll flip over to Filmport and Indigo, who are both remaking all three formats. Liar is going to be remade in Italy, and Innocent is being remade in Germany. Um, so the, the guys there are going to talk a bit about that process. And really, I think the the key for that one is. Uh, having spoken to them already they all they, they believe that scripted formats um, continue to be something that broadcasters want in order to, to make a bit of noise to have something that's recognisable in the schedules and, and also serves as a way for audiences to, to come to something that they know is you know is a quality show um, so it's, it's still a very powerful f- um, sort of issue in, in the industry
0: Okay thanks Mike we look forward to hearing more about that and from you from Berlin Ali look out for those stories on c21media.net and dramaquarterly.com, follow DQ also on Facebook and Twitter. Georgia Brown joined Amazon Studios two years ago as head of European Originals. The former Fremantle Media international executive oversees development and production of scripted and non-scripted shows in the territory, including titles like German techno-drama Beat, Six Dreams and upcoming Neil Gaiman adaptation Good Omens. Amazon will have a significant presence at Berlinale next week, and Brown spoke to C21 recently about the company's approach as its overseas slate takes shape.
4: We've been focusing on going out to the production community, finding out what they want to be making, what are their passions, what have they not been able to make before. We've also been doing a lot of um, research into what is it that audiences want, what is it that's going to have impact for them. And we've put together a really fantastic slate. Um, The way that we're commissioning locally is very different, I think, to a lot of other people because we really are looking through a local lens. I think one of the big myths about Amazon is that we're a big global studio. Therefore, when you bring me a show, it has to be global and it has to have the ability to go around the world and that's absolutely not the case. What I'm looking for in a show when a producer comes to me in France or Spain or Italy is a show that will be big in Spain or big in Italy or big in France. And it's fantastic if they are big enough that they then travel around the world. But really, we just need impact in that local territory. In Germany, we've been doing a lot of local production. Um, and we recently launched our fifth local original, Beat. Beat is a thriller set in the underground techno world of the Berlin nightclub scene. And again, I think this is a really interesting show for us to talk about because there's a big myth that Amazon has to have huge stars and big A-list movie talent to make us get over the line. This is a show really made up of um, brand new faces to the German audience, Um, an up-and-coming cast. I think this show will make them superstars, but, you know, it's really nice that our customers are on that journey with them and discovering those new faces. One of the... um, distinctive ways that we work is the fact that we're very flexible in our deals. Um, We have a number of different models that we work to and we very much look at each show differently in terms of working with that producer and finding the model that works for us both. Um, And I think, again, that's something that makes us really stand out in the market. Um, I think it's another one of these myths that people think, you know, we're a global SVOD service there before we have to take all the rights. And actually, we have so many different models. We're very collaborative. We work with all of the broadcasters in the UK. Um, next year on the service, you'll see our co-production with Canal Plus and Sky Italy, zero um, zero zero, which we're really looking forward to showcasing. So again, there's there's not um, this kind of misconception that it has to be all-encompassing. Um, it really isn't the reality. I think what we're interested in is investing into the industry and we ultimately just want to take the best content to our customers. I think in the scripted space shows I often talk about when people say what is it you're looking for is the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a show that came out of our US studio. Amy who created the show did something really unique um, which is why I always highlight the show and she created a character that was fresh and confident, a strong female from a very privileged background and unashamedly funny and joyous and that you just don't really see and actually it's encompassed in a show which I suppose is fairly traditional but just because of those tweaks you made to that character again our audiences have latched onto that because it's just so fresh and original and that's exactly what we want to do in Europe. We want to bring customers different characters and worlds they just haven't seen before.
0: Georgia Brown from Amazon. That's just a small extract from a C21 TV interview you can watch on our site now. Coming up next week is another with David Farr, writer of new Amazon drama Hannah and director Sarah Adina-Smith. Here's an extract from that interview.
2: So I co-wrote the film way back, 2010, uh, and it was literally the first thing I'd ever written for screen. So it was a huge moment for me, it was very exciting, the Film did really well, beautifully, beautifully made, uh, very specific in, it, in the way it was made. And a a long time later, about, gosh, six years later, I get a phone call saying, you know, the guys from Universal, NBC are interested in talking to you about the possibility of of a television version. And the reason I got excited, because normally I'm not a big fan of that transition, to be honest, because I think, you know, you made something. But there was such a lot of story that I had made up about it that hadn't got in because of Joe Wright's very particular fairy tale view of it all, which was wonderful, but quite specific. So as soon as I said it I thought oh I actually want to do that because I can do something that I felt was in there that hadn't been properly excavated before.
1: I think the best thing about Hannah and the movie, the thing that drew me to the project was there was this promise of this really particular type of character that we hadn't really seen before with female heroes. I think um, a lot of times you get the sort of um, take a girl, make her fight like a boy. And and kill like a boy, and then we're feminists, you know. And I think this was actually something really specific and different, and had such great promise. Um, and I was really, I I tend to get drawn to sort of um, maybe the slightly more um, mystical elements of storytelling. And I thought Hannah's connection with nature, in particular, was really strong um, in David's scripts. I think that's what. Um, Inspired me most is that you know Hannah's raised in the woods by her father, but it, she's also sort of raised by nature in some ways, and so um, nature in some ways is like rising up and speaking through her. <laughs>
2: Hannah happened to come out as a film at the same time as Kick-Ass. If you remember that movie, which and there was this moment where girls were just going around kung fu killing everyone. And hit girl. I think our job here was to explore how an emotional journey uh, into her past and into her identity, a search for herself, who is she, where did she come from, what's what's the truth of her provenance. That's really what this is about, but she does have to overcome physical thriller obstacles to get to that truth, but the payoff of the series without any question is emotional.
1: The, the collaboration I think between David and Esme and I, it was, like, it was a very deep collaboration I think. Uh, I remember one of the early things we came up with was that idea that she was haunted by her mother's lullaby in some way um, and that the spirit of the woods in some way was sort of the living um, and breathing reminder of that lullaby that she's sort of forgotten and is distant but is always there um, and we thought that, that was uh, in some ways part of her strength I like to think of her as like an angel of death, if you will, um, uh, which I think is, taps into sort of um, the deepest feminine powers, like the power to sort of give life and take it away. But I'm not no more, am I?
0: David Farr and Sarah Adina-Smith. That's all we have time for in this week's episode, but stay tuned to C21 Media Online, on Twitter and on mobile for all the latest developments in the international TV business, as well as checking in with our sister title, Drama Quarterly. Thanks for listening.